Welcome back to The Graham Stephan Show. My name is Graham and welcome to my show. And this is a video that quite a few people have sent me lately on Instagram. Yes, this is my official plug to go and add me on Instagram. Go on your Instagram, whip out your phone. Uh, wait, go on Instagram, whip out your phone. No, whip out your phone and then go to Instagram and then type in GP Stefan to go and add me there. You could send me these submissions and, uh, and maybe if, if enough people send me stuff, I'm going to watch it. Okay, this is one of them by CNBC titled Why Money Disorders, in, in quotes, I don't know why money disorders, in quotes, may be ruining your budget. What is a money disorder? Is this something you're going to look up on WebMD and then all of a sudden you're going to be a hypochondriac being like, oh my God, wait a second. I drink 20 cent iced coffee. I eat eggs and oatmeal for dinner. I love saving money. I have a money disorder. What is this? Well, you know what? Let's find out what a money disorder is by watching this video and uh, seeing what all of this is about. How often do I make impulse purchases? I would say maybe once per month, I would say. It happens every day. I'm very good about researching my purchases. The way I feel after making the impulse purchase. I'll first question if I regret it or not, but usually I'm satisfied if I made that decision for a reason. Okay, so obviously the video is about impulse purchases. Is that is that a money disorder? Is that a legitimate disorder to be like, I, I got coffee this morning, wasn't planning on it, I bought a coffee. Is Does that make it a disorder? Let, let, let's find out. In December 2018, consumer debt hit an overall record high of $4 trillion. Experts say a significant amount of this debt can be explained by what they call money disorders. You know what? So far, this isn't bad. I, I went into this thinking this was going to be some like really funny thing. So This is serious, guys. I mean, I know I'm laughing as I say, like, this is serious. It's mean, serious stuff. I mean, I mean, debt is at all-time highs and people suck at money. So let's find, let's find out America's money disorders. So many of us are struggling in our relationship with money. And then in the extreme, you have individuals who are engaging in very self-destructive financial behaviors. They, They know better, but they can't seem to do better. And it's having a significant impact on their their mental health, their financial health, their relationships, their ability to, you know, perform their work functions. Perform work? Why? Honestly, I just think it comes down to discipline and self-control. That's it. Like, I, I think the type of person who will go to the gym every single day is, is probably going to be the type who's going to be disciplined in other areas as well. If you slack off at the gym, if you slack off on your finances, if you don't budget, chances are that spills over into so many different parts of your life as well. It all just comes down to discipline and self-control. That's really it. I don't think we need to go as far as calling it a disorder. It's not a disorder. It's just like you, you got to get your shit together. Like, like. You know, that, that's really what it is. Let's, let's call it for what it is. People need to get their shit together. If you can do that, you're, you're going to save more money. According to Dr. Klontz, money disorders are often the result of underlying psychological issues like anxiety, depression, or trauma. You know what? So far, I think he has a valid point. If people are feeling down about something, you're feeling stressed about something, spending could absolutely be a way to kind of ease your mind because you're so focused on like, oh, I'm spending money on coffee than you are about worrying about whatever issue. Or sometimes spending is really just like a band-aid to feeling better about yourself. You you know, if you're feeling low that day, not feeling yourself, you you go and pick up a new pair of shoes, 
chances are that's going to make you feel temporarily a little bit better. But actually what I find quite interesting is that studies have shown that the endorphins that you get uh, from going and spending doesn't actually occur at the point of purchase. It actually occurs with the anticipation of buying something. So technically, if you're feeling down about something, if you're anxious about something, the act of actually going and buying something won't actually do it. Instead, if you just go and look to buy for something, then that will have the exact same effect according to research and studies when it when they analyze the endorphins of the brain. So I found that really interesting. So hypothetically speaking, uh, if you're experiencing depression and you see spending as a way to cure yourself from that, if you just go and window shop, that should have pretty much the same effect as you actually going and buying something. Well, money avoidant disorders at, at their core involves some sort of anxiety and not wanting to think about money. So there's a whole host of behaviors that people engage in to avoid dealing with money. One is, for example, financial denial, where we don't want to look at our statements, we don't want to think about money, we don't want to talk about money. And those money avoidant disorders lead to financial catastrophe. So far, this is actually a video I totally agree with. I, th I thought, again, this is going to be like a train wreck, but like many authorities. But you know what? So far, this, this is really good. And I think a lot of this really comes down to the fear of confronting your own issues and your own actions. It's really looking at every decision you have made and then coming to terms with that and accepting that, hey, you, you up. You made some mistakes, but it's not too late to get back on track. And a lot of people just never want to confront that. And it's easier to bury their head in the sand than it is to actually go on mint.com and then budget appropriately. So, so far, I agree. Another category is relational money disorders. And these are ones that involve relationships with other people. So, for example, financial infidelity is a really common one, actually, in our country. Quite often, it, it's the result of trying to hide spending behaviors, perhaps because you feel bad about them. Money and fidelity, that, 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 is, that is a weird one. Because when I think money and fidelity, I think money in fidelity. Like, like the brokerage firm Fidelity, and they have great low-cost index funds and, and a lot of very free index funds too. So I think money in Fidelity is a great thing. I am all for money in Fidelity, if you catch my drift. Money worshipping disorders are ones in which we've really equated money with meeting some sort of emotional need. So whether it's giving us a sense of happiness, a sense of connection, and this can result in disorders like compulsive buying disorder where we're trying to fill an emotional hole. You know what, so far I agree with all of this. And when I was researching compulsive spending habits and how that translates into happiness, basically everything you said was true. And people who are more predispositioned towards depression and, and, and you know, self-esteem issues were more likely to compulsively overspend. So I could see how that is used as a band-aid to make yourself temporarily feel a little bit better. And not all money disorders have to do with spending. Being an obsessive saver may also indicate a bigger problem. Oh, how the tables have turned. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I'm good, saving money. Now they're going to spin it back on me. I'm afraid to see now what it's going to say about me. Let, let's see. Money hoarder is somebody who typically has such anxiety about not having enough. Very often these people grew up in poor households or, or even a life of poverty as a child and they have this belief they'll never be enough money. And so they're able to amass amount of money and wealth in the bank, but they can never sort of switch gears into allowing themselves to enjoy those resources. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. Okay, so I'm, I'm not in denial here about any of this, but that, in a way, I mean, you did describe me. I didn't grow up wealthier by any means, and I do have a, 
I just, I don't like spending money. And I'm not gonna lie, I do have, okay, don't look at the watch here, but I, I do have reservations about ever spending it on things that don't give me that equivalent or more value in return. Like, the watch, I could justify, this is like a high interest savings account. I'm not gonna lose any money on the watch. You know, I get a new MacBook Pro computer, I need this, as it's a necessity to work, and I know I can make its money back. Going and buying something that I know will not make me any money is something I definitely do not like. I don't like doing that because I feel because my thing is why waste it? Why waste money on something that is just why do it? Like why do I need to fly first class? You know, I could fly economy and get through the same time. Like sure, I can enjoy first class. What's the point of that? We arrive at the destination at the same time. You, you know, I'm just not going to get value from that. Maybe I have a money disorder. I don't know. Internet shopping has been a big factor in that. People who didn't shop, wouldn't shop, and preferred other ways of dealing with their anxieties and upsets. Now with the anonymity and the choice of internet shopping, men have been flocking to the internet at a rate faster than women in certain countries, buying more than women, and even in such traditionally female categories as health and beauty products. You know what, that's another something I completely agree with. I think every step necessary towards purchasing something makes you less likely to go and purchase it. Like, this sounds ridiculous, okay? Um, my girlfriend and I washed my cat <laughs> this weekend. I never thought I would start a sentence with my girlfriend and I washed my cat. <laughs> We did, okay? But I went and bought a hair dryer because I looked online, like, how, how to bathe a cat, and you're supposed to get a hair dryer, and, and, you know. Point being this, for me to go in the car would make me less likely to go and buy something. For me to get in the car and then drive somewhere would make it less likely I would buy something. For me to get in the car, drive somewhere, go to Target, stand in line, pick up, I'd be less likely to buy something. Or I could just go to Amazon.com, type in hair dryer, find like a $10 hair dryer and go and buy it. So that does make it a lot easier. The, the fewer steps you need in order to go and buy something, the more likely you will be to buy it because it's convenient. A 2019 study showed that nearly three-fourths of consumers go straight to Amazon when they are getting ready to buy a product. Bam! You know what? That read my mind. I go straight to Amazon for pretty much everything. It's Amazon. Why would you, why would you ever... Go and spend like 30 minutes of your time driving to and from somewhere standing in line when you could just order from Amazon and usually get a way cheaper price. So I think that makes sense. People go to Amazon because Amazon is just cheaper from the very beginning. Dr. April Benson says that breaking your bad habits can be as simple as asking yourself six questions before every purchase. I think it's also necessary to learn something about how the behavior is being used, you know, why you're over shopping. What they need to do is ask themselves six questions before they make a purchase. Why am I here? How do I feel? Do I need this? What if I wait? How will I pay for it? Where will I put it? You know what? I gotta say that was a great video. I was going into this expecting it was gonna be a train wreck. I thought this was gonna be like a you know funny video. I, I go react to it and like disagree with people. Everything they said I, th I think is true. I don't think we need to we need to blow it up as much as like it's a, it's a disorder. I think it's just people suck with money and the reason because of that is because the school system never teaches you how to handle money. I don't know why money becomes such a taboo topic because it's one of the like it is the driving factor for pretty much everything that you do at its core 
really revolves around money. How are you going to pay for something? How are you going to live? What are you going to eat today? How much is that going to cost you? Like everything is money. Even going to school, what are you going to learn and how is this going to translate into you becoming a productive member of society? That has to do with being a responsible adult and budgeting and saving and, and buying things, okay? That's what it all really comes down to. And I think if, if we start people off earlier and we teach them that money is not something to fear, it's not something to be afraid of, it's not something that is taboo to talk about, we should all be more open with our finances. I think we should all be just as open about how much money we make in our credit scores as we should about like what we post on Facebook and Instagram. And again, I really believe all of this just comes down to delayed gratification, discipline, and self-control. That's as simple as it really is. And maybe some people have some psychological issues behind that, but I believe, and, I, and I'm no expert when it comes to this, believe me, but I believe that a lot of this is just lack of education and lack of care. And I really believe if more people just cared about this and saw the long-term outlook and really saw that what they do now is going to impact them 20 to 30 years from now in such a huge light, they wouldn't be so prone to overspending. And all of that just starts with smashing the like button if you haven't done that already. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. If you guys see any other videos you want me to watch and react to, send them to me either just on the comments or preferably maybe on Instagram. Uh, and, and just put the title of the video on there with the link as well. So that way I can always look it up and stuff like that. Uh, so anyway, make sure to do that. Also make sure to subscribe and... Uh, yeah, you know the drill with all of that. So anyway, thank you again for watching, and until next time.